shittiest, rawest, craziest. But your favorite podcast, recording live from San Fernando Valley, midnight hour. And I am, I mean, I gotta say much. I'm recording at midnight hour. The valley literally has, like, so much. Like, you know, you guys have, like, uh, I think, like, the most, I don't know, like, not just talented, but, like, kind of, like, lifers, I guess. Like, yes, I mean, like, we're, like, yes, have Xavier, Luis, Anthony, uh, Aldo, uh, Brody, uh, or Nate, whatever his name is. Uh, trying to think. Of, I know I'm forgetting something. So much. I mean, they guys have like a bunch of motherfuckers. Nick have Jeff from Terror, uh, Corey Williams from Internal Affairs, who lived here for a long time. Close. Edgar from Peace by Peace. Close. Who else lives in the valley? It's um, a fuck ton of dude. Yeah, a bunch of motherfuckers. Gr- Granwich is from the valley. Uh, you guys have like a lot of variety. That makes sense. A lot of people are dedicated. I mean, obviously Sergio. Yeah, Sergio. Sergio. Uh, you guys have a fuck ton of people. Yeah, you guys are. You guys have an enriched history. You guys have, yeah, a lot of going on. But someone who like, I I feel like doesn't get talk, put in that list is you. you know what I mean, like, I I don't see a lot of people being like, "Yo, Guzzi, Guzzi's has been in Nomads, has been in Minority Union, he's a uh, human garbage." Am I am I forgetting him bad? Uh, I was in Sleepwalkers, Sleepwalkers, with Aldo. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, Chewie's also, Chewie's also from the valley, yeah. like, yeah. But, I put in a band called The Nerd. Like a long time ago, but Grave we played school. some pretty cool shows, but yeah. we kind of, you know. What was it called? The Nerd? Inert. Inert. Yeah. What was it? It was cool. It was just kind of like a Righteous Jams type of band. Oh, okay. Uh, it was pretty fun Well, at the time, but. At the time. But yeah, all right. All things come to an end and you always start something else and then. Right now you're just in Human Garbage, right? Yeah, right now I'm just in Human Garbage. Yeah. All right. But let's talk about the beginning. What was it like growing up in the Valley? That's pretty fucking crazy, honestly. Um, I grew up in a little part of the valley called Pacoima, um, which anyone that knows the valley, when you, when you say Pacoima, they're like, oh, fuck Pacoima, that shit's crazy. Like, it was, it's pretty fucking ghetto. I know. I know there's like certain parts, certain pockets that are like a little bit nicer. Pacoima is a part that has like the projects and like a lot of fucking gangs. There's probably like 200 gangs within a little ass city, uh-huh. maybe even more. So it's crazy. Like, Growing up was nuts. Um, yeah, I, I grew up with uh, my mom and my... I have four sisters, two half-sisters, so I grew up with two sisters for the most part. Um, my dad was pretty much heavily involved in gangs my whole really? my whole childhood, so he was in and out of prison like most of my life. Oh. He was there a lot, but he was also gone a lot, so my mom kind of held the fort down. Was he even nice? Yeah, he was cool. I love my dad. We had a we had a great relationship. Okay. Okay. There was some years where we didn't really get along much. Um, but he's passed away. Oh. But um, yeah, he was he was freaking awesome. He taught me a lot. And uh, what did he teach you? Like like street street knowledge or like real knowledge? A little bit of but, both. I mean, yeah. there was times he had his own business at times, so he mm-hmm. kind of had that like that business mindset. Obviously, Make, I'm yeah. sure at at sometimes he did shit that <laughs> wasn't legal, but yeah. he he had that hustler mentality, which. And your mom ate all the bread. For the most I mean, part. my mom worked. She worked hard. We were definitely pretty fucking poor. Yeah. We grew up in a, a garage, like, most of my, until I was probably, like, six years old mm. or seven. We lived in a little garage in the back of my aunt's house. We were on welfare, you know, eating fucking top ramen and shit. Yeah. I mean, she, my mom fucking held it down, though. Like, we always had clothes, and she, she always gave us what we needed, so. And what kind of kid were you? Props to her. Were you like an angry, like fuck everything? Were you like a nice? Were you like, I mean, because like- you had the you had your dad who was like, you know, like a gang member, and you know you saw him do like shit that a normal kid wouldn't see, but you like you know he treated. I he he get, he he talked to you. He was nice enough to you, I guess. Yeah, he was cool. Honestly, I mean, like when he would come home, it'd be like he didn't leave. You know, he would still be like. Obviously, he was he was. A lot of the times he was under, he was in, involved in drugs too. Like he was a drug addict for a really long time. Mm. So that was kind of hard on like the family growing up. Like, are you, are, are, were they first generation Mexican or? Well, so actually most of my family, my dad's two parents were actually born and raised in the San Fernando Valley. Mm. They were born in San Fernando. Their parents are from Mexico. And my mom's, one of her dad was born in um, Sonora. Yeah. And her, her dad was born in Sonora and her mom was, is from East LA. 
born and raised. So you're like a San Fernando guy. So San Fernando guy. Like. Most of my roots yeah. come from like actual San Fernando. Like my, uh, I'm actually part of a Indian tribe uh-huh. called the Tata Viam Band of Mission Indians, and they're from San Fernando. They most of the San Fernando Valley into like Palmdale, Santa Clarita, but um, my grandfather was like an elder in the tribe, so it's mm. kind of crazy. Um, I didn't really find out about it until my dad died. Uh-huh. I kind of knew my family was like had to do something with the tribe, but I didn't know that I was able to like actually join the tribe. Oh. And so he passed away and a family member reached out and was like, Hey, like, why don't we sign you up and get you enrolled in the tribe? Like there could be benefits to and stuff. So me and my sisters were able to actually become members. So it's pretty cool. I mean, I honestly haven't gotten any benefits from it, but I have, I have a cool <laughs> fucking little ID that says I'm a member of the tribe and so it's like it? a tr- federal identification. Do you get discounts or some shit? No, honestly, I haven't got shit, but it's pretty <laughs> sick to say, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and yeah, how was how was your relationship with your mom? What type of what type? Oh, I was like a fucking mama's boy, dude. Really? Like, I was. Me and my mom have always had a great relationship. I was the firstborn kid from her, so uh-huh. me and her were always super tight, and uh, we had a big ass family. Like my mom had ten fucking, or she, my grandparents had ten kids, mm. so she was like the youngest out of ten kids. All the youngest. So, and all my family, like pretty much, all live like in Pacoima. And like San Fernando, so no matter even if we lived in a garage, we we're always like at my grandma's house, at my yeah. aunt's house, which was cool because I had a fucking shitload of cousins. Yeah. So it wasn't like we were just cooped up in a little ass garage the whole time. Mm, I know, I feel it. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool, man. I mean, I think I was a pretty chill kid. I, I tried my best to like help my mom out and stuff, and obviously, did you like, school? did I do good in school? Um, probably until like. I got into middle school and then I kind of just stopped caring about school. I was like, this shit's fucking dumb. Uh-huh. Mainly because I just wanted to like do sick shit and like hang out with my friends and art for whatever reasons. But elementary school was fun. And before you uh, got into hardcore and straight, did you do drugs? I smoked weed when I was younger. Like the first time I smoked weed, I think I was in like sixth grade. Damn. Mom, if you're hearing this. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I wasn't tired. <laughs> I was fucking stoned. Yeah, but um I drank a few times, like, at family parties and stuff, but nothing crazy. I never really had, like, the, like, the, I never wanted to, like, I was never like, oh, I'm going to go and, like, try drugs or, like, get high. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably because my dad was so much involved in it at the time. Yeah. Through my childhood, I was like, fuck, that shit looks like it sucks. You know what I mean? Like, seeing him, like, sick sometimes or, like. Going out in the middle of the night. He also had, like, the right balance because, like, this is going to sound crazy. Uh, you know, uh, Finn McKenzie did, like, a video where it's, like, the type of straight-edge people. And then he did, like, a, like you know, like, a box, kind of like a like a scale or something like that. And he's, like, and he's like basically, like, there's a, the type of kid. You know, there's a straight-edge kid who's, like, really, like, straight-edge, but, like, doesn't have, like, much of his life. You know what I mean? That, like, like it's not, like, it's not really fucked up, so therefore they always break. And then there's like the other side where like they come from like this fucked up background, like you know, it's too like you know what I mean, like super like, you know, chaotic, like crazy. And then they're like, I'm super straight edge, you know what I mean? Or like they have to go through the drug addiction, they're like technically sober or whatever. But then you have like the middle where like your dad was like, you know, on drugs and like, you know, not the traditional like family household. But your mom was also like, you know, like you had the love. You know what I mean? It's not like your you know what I mean? Like you had the love, but you also saw like the bad side of the world. So you were like you had the right balance. You yeah, know what I mean? definitely. And I'm kinda grateful because I mean I felt like I also had a lot of family members that are involved in gangs and were involved in gangs or have died mm. are still addicted to drugs at this time. And that's pretty fucked up, man. But I mean, I, it was kind of cool also because like I never looked at it as like, like some like glamorizing thing by people. I was just like, damn, that shit sucks. Like I actually saw the, the side where I'm like, these people really want to like be good but they can't because addiction is a real thing and it's fucked up and it's really hard for some people to to go through especially if they don't have support you know and in, especially like a neighborhood like that there's no fucking people on the corner saying like hey let me help you get clean let me get you into a program like it's probably hard for a lot of people to make that happen on their own so like you know he would come home from jail and he'd be clean and then like it'd only be a matter of time before he's back out doing what he's got to do you know yeah and wait, I mean what you said earlier I was like um, like yeah, like sometimes I'm like sometimes uh, I guess I mean there's a billion reasons I could be like, well, I'm straight because of this and this and that. 
But like, I feel like a big reason that kind of keeps me going is uh, when when I when other people are like, "Oh, you're gonna drink," "Oh, you're like, you know, it's because you're young," and then like I'm like, "Okay, even whatever I do for whatever reason in a million years or whatever." Like sometimes like I've had people where they're like, like I think I was at I was at a photo shoot and then they were like, "This dude brought a nos tank," and he's like, "He's like, what? You're scared?" And I'm like. Fuck you. I was like, you know, like not even more. I'm like more pissed off, and I'm you know what I mean, like or like my dad sometimes like, oh, like you don't, you still don't drink, like you know, every time when we talk, I'm like, I'm like, no, and he's like, oh, okay, you'll do. I'm like, fuck you, and we only like, fuck you, you know what I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm more even more pissed off, yeah. you know what I mean, like just to prove you wrong, you know what I mean, just yeah. to, like, and honestly, I mean, if that's your shit, that's tight. I'm yeah. down with it. I think it's cool if you want to fucking get drunk, if you want to do nothing, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's fucking tight. I'll fill your balloon up, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. It's just same for me. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. not my thing, guy, and. Don't get it twisted. If I ever felt like one day I was like, you know what? I want to smoke weed today. Like, I'll do it if I want to. But I just, I don't know. I just never have the urge. Like, I just feel like it's just not something that I'm interested in at this time in my life. I mean, well, you're, you're past age where you're tempted, no? Kind of tempted. I mean. You're still tempted? No, no, no. <laughs> no, like in the, when I was young, when yeah. I, when I yeah, tried yeah, it. Yeah, but it's not even that I was tempted. I was just like trying to fit in maybe. That's mm. what the people I was hanging out with at the time. So you never really cared. So I never, never really cared. If I never tried, I wouldn't. I don't think I would have like be curious and be like, "Hey, I want to fucking try this shit," you know? Mm, so okay. Maybe it was just the kids I was hanging out with at the time. It was cool. Like back then, I probably would have considered myself like a skater because that's all I did. Oh. I skated every single day. Yeah. And a lot of the dudes I hang out with skated too, and that's what they did. They just smoked weed, you know? So I was like, yeah. okay, I'll try it. Smoke too much weed. That's yeah. yeah, but I mean, I was never like a pothead or anything no, yeah. like no, that. No, no, but... I'm skaters, like, are like a lot of like, it's a stereotype where like, like kind of like, I mean, like everything, like everything, like every subculture has their like, eventually becomes cliche. You know what I mean? Like, like it starts off like as like, uh, what's the word? Uh, like, uh, what's the word? What's uh, the word? Like, uh, I had a brain fart. Uh, like, um, like skateboarding, hardcore, whatever. It all starts like I was like uh, rebellion, like over, oh, we're like doing things our own way, no politics, and then, and then like skateboarding. Like now I'm like, damn, everybody kind of looks the same. Everybody has like baggy pants, dunks, smokes weed. Like you know what I mean? Like has like a fresh fit. Like everybody lives like a similar lifestyle. Everybody has the same goals. Like wants to be a model slash rapper slash skater. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, just nuts, man. Yeah, but um, but yeah, how'd you get into hardcore? Hardcore, um. I think at a pretty young age, like, my dad, well, the cool thing about him, he was, like, a, he was, obviously, he was a fucking gang member and stuff, but he was really into music a lot. Like, he listened to all types of shit. He listened to, like, oldies, obviously, was, like, played along uh, a lot in the house, but he was also into, like, Stevie Ray Vaughan. He listened to blues, but he was really into, like, kind of, like, Black Sabbath and, like, Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. Mm. So, I was super early on, and my mom, she was also into, like, the Beatles and kind of stuff like that. Her, a lot of her brothers grew up in the 70s, so they're really like hippies and into crazy stuff like that. Um, so I feel like as a kid, I kind of had a a taste of a, like, not just like the reg- regular shit that people were listening to on the radio was. Yeah. And um, I don't know, I was more drawn to like, like I remember like I begged my parents to buy me a, a guitar and I got a guitar when I was like 11. And I um I learned how to play Iron Man. That was like the first song I ever learned how to play. Right. By Black Sabbath, I was like, I'm the shit, dude. Like yeah. this is fucking crazy. And I thought it was super cool. But I had some older cousins who lived down the street, and um, one in particular, he was he's way older than me. He's probably like in his like late fifties right now. But mm-hmm. um, he was super into like suicidal and like Black Flag and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he would always play suicidal, and I never really knew what it was. And I would always just hear him playing, and I was like, damn, this is crazy, you know. I never even knew like what hardcore was either. And then um, I had some younger cousins who were super into like street punk. Like they had like the Liberty Spikes, mm-hmm. Mohawks, and they were super into like subhumans and like like um, the Partisans and um, Crass and stuff like that. And they had like the freaking butt flaps and all that yeah. shit. And I started hanging out with them because they were a little bit closer in age to me. And um, you dress, pro- did I'll, you dress punk too? Nah, honestly, I looked like a cholo back then. I had a bald head. I had um I would wear, pro club. No, I think it was before pro clubs were popular, but I would oh, just wear like white tees and shit. Yeah. Most of my homies when they met me thought I was a gangster, but I was just a regular ass fool that. Yeah. That's just how I dress, you know. And you also didn't like the punk look? I didn't like I, th- I thought they looked kind of goofy, honestly. Oh, really? My 
it wasn't for me. I mean, yeah. at one point, I think I had maybe like my hair spiked up, yeah. but nothing crazy. Like, um, but I started kicking it with them a lot, and then uh, they ended up taking me some like backyard shows, and I was just like, "Holy crap, this is crazy!" Like, I never even knew. Like, I would go to I would go to their house and just listen to music, but I never knew like about what fucking mosh pitting was. Or, you were exposed to this like all in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, organically. Yeah, I was 11 years old, man. And I'm just like, this is crazy. And, like, I remember I saw, like, some dude, like, um, he had, like, a stick. And he lit him both ends on fire. And he was in the mosh pit with, like, this flaming, like, stick. It was nuts, man. Honestly, I mean, it kind of reminded me a lot of, like, the Dead City shows, like the Dead City shows and stuff. But just as a kid. And there was also a lot of, like, punk gangs mm. back then in the valley. There was, like... There was a lot of punk gangs, which... How long ago was this, like, in early 2000s? Like, no, dude, it was even before that. It was oh, probably, yeah. like... Late 90s? No, actually, maybe, like, yeah. Let's see. You're, you're... So, you're... Wait, how old are you? You're 32. Uh, no, I was, like, 2001, probably. 2000. Okay. Okay. I was, like, in fifth grade, sixth grade. I, I mean, let's just sidetrack, but when did that die, that, 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 that die off? Was that? Like, punk gang or shit like that. Because I, I, I know this was, like... There's... there's I, I think they're probably still around. Really? A lot of those dudes got older and like a lot of them went to jail or a lot of them just turned into straight up cholos. Yeah. Like a lot of the dudes I knew um, yeah, was, yeah. had ended up getting locked up and ended up coming out. And some of them are, are I'll see you around at shows sometimes, yeah. which is cool. And uh, a lot of them, I don't know what happened to, but I'm sure there's some newer generation that's still into the same shit. Yeah. But it was pretty crazy because like they used to have these... um. It was kind of like, you know what the party line is? The P line? You ever hear of it? No. So it was crazy. Like back then there used to be this P line and you could literally call and like, it was just a bunch of fools talking on the phone, like, like a party. That's a fun. And you could just talk to random ass fools and shit, but they had a, a line for shows and you would just call this line and it would just be this dude and he would be telling you every show that's happening in the Valley, backyard shows, and he would give you directions on which one you wanted to go to. It was a recording. A recording. Yeah, it was a recording and you would just call it like on a Thursday night and be like, Hey, these were all the shows that are happening. I had yeah, blood in the fuck. There was this band. They were like, they were kind of more of like a greaser, like psychobilly type band. They were called, I think, like Liquor and Poker. And they had been around forever. Wait, like, was this all free or like? Uh, yeah, it was free. It was like, this was like back when people had like landlines and shit. No cell phones. Like no one really had a cell phones at the time. It was like landline. I don't even think I had a cell phone. You would just call this and like, you would just be like, hey, this is the show that's going on tonight. If you want to go to this show, you're going to go up Little Canyon North. You're going to make a ride on this street. It was fucking nuts, dude. Anyone could call and find out where the shows were popping. Uh, uh, yeah. And my cousins would call that. And um, I remember I would tell my mom that I was going to sleep over at their house. And then they would drag me along to these shows with them. Damn. And um, that's the first time I got exposed to like live music. And I was like, this shit's fucking sick. So I started going with them as much as I could. Like Every Friday, I would sleep over their house. If my mom knew where I was going, she probably wouldn't have let me gone. Yeah. And I never told her either because I didn't want to worry her. Single yeah. mom, you know what I mean? Yeah. She was super nice. And she let me do a lot of stuff too. So uh, She trusted you. Yeah, she trusted me. Uh, so I started going to, I started getting heavily into like punk just from my cousins. And yeah, I would yeah. hang out with them. And um, one of them had a, a band at the time. What was so the band called? Fuck, I can't even remember the name, honestly. But they have shit on. Uh, I think it was called like. Um, Can't, is this on the internet? No, dude. This is even before like Spotify or this like. It's not even on YouTube. This right is now. even before like um. MySpace, I think. Mm, damn. Okay. This is yeah. This is free pre. Yeah, dude. Ancient, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. But um, so I'd go watch them practice and shit, and that's why I like sparked my interest in like wanting to play like in a band. Yeah. But it didn't happen for a long time after that. When well, how do you when you were first band? It was your first band? I think I think I was like in eighth grade. Your first band? Yeah. Okay. But um, so then my older cousin, I remember like Black Flag did this reunion. It was like one of their first reunion shows that they did. It was like a benefit for cats. Mm. Cats? It, it, for cats. It was like, weird. Like cats, cats, like like actual oh, cats. I, like I can't even. I can't even tell you what year this was. Yeah. But I was pretty fucking young. But my older cousin took me with him to that show. Who, who did vocals for that? I think it was like Keith Morris and like I think they had like three different singers at the show. Wasn't there? No, he wasn't there. Uh, I didn't even know who the fuck that fool was at the time though. Uh, I just knew I liked Black Flag. Yeah. From and um, that was my first kind of like introduction to like that side of hardcore, like Minor Threat, 
like flag and i started finding about like the descendants and shit like that yeah, after deep. that show and like suicidal and i started hanging out with him more and um i didn't even know it was hardcore still at the time i was just like this is kind of different than like oh you know yeah, what yeah. i mean because that's what my other cousins listen to yeah so then from there that's kind of what it, that was my shit i was like all right yeah i'm fucking with this this is my shit this is what i'm gonna listen to and then um yeah from there i just started finding about more bands and i still what? like like oi shit, but that was kind of more of my taste. What was your first real hardcore show? My first real hardcore show? Like first like, oh shit, like this is like karate in the pit, cartwheels and shit. Well, it was crazy because like, so my first real band that I played in was, I was in eighth grade at the time and there was these older dudes, like just neighborhood dudes who Wait, I was What was like, the band called? It was called Twice as Hard. Twice as Hard. That's yeah. a hard name. It was, it was, I, I thought it was kind of dumb, but it's kinda hard. so- there was these neighborhood kids that I was like friends with just from skating. Like there was probably like 20 of us that would just kick it on the street and every day and just skateboard and like hang out. And some of them were already in high school and I was in middle school. And, um, and you play guitar. No, I played bass. They were like, Oh, we're going to start this band. You want, you want to join? And I had a garage at the time. Cause at that time we had moved out yeah. and my aunt rented us a house down the street and it had a garage. Mm. So that they knew I had a garage and they're like, Hey, I think they just wanted me to, to use me for the garage so we could practice there. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you want to join the band? And I was like, fuck it. And my mom let us practice at the garage. So then we just started playing shows, but we were still playing these backyard, like punk shows, like the oil shows. And they had never really, I don't think these people had ever heard like heavier music at these backyard shows. Yeah. And, um, people started fucking with us. It was crazy. They're like, we never heard shit like this. Like, yeah. um, like what is it? At the, those type of shows, you know? And people were open minded yet? Yeah, anyone could just roll up. No, like, like to the type of music because I feel like now, like, well, the the little I'm, I'm really I've only probably only seen like one band play like hardcore shows in the backyard, and people are very like half of the crowd is like fucking with it, the other half is like, oh fuck that hardcore bullshit. Well, we played like we played a lot faster shit, but we had like kind of heavier parts. So like negative approach, kind of, but a little bit more hardcore. Uh. But um. There was a lot of there was a lot of fools that were involved in this like punk gang at the time, and they were super into like agnostic front mm, and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, and I guess they were like at the time like popping. You know, they were like the the, the people that were at shows all the time. Yeah. So they started fucking with us, and then like honestly, like for that era of playing like backyard shows and stuff, we got pretty fucking big in the San Fernando Valley. Like people would always come out to our shows. We, we were like one of the first bands that would like post up with merch at the. At these backyard shows at the time, mm. and it was mostly in like Silmar, San Fernando, Pacoima. We never really left that bubble, mm. but um, yeah, it was pretty crazy at the time, man. There was a lot of like, I, I think we were probably playing like a show every weekend and for we, like years, like before Minute Hour kind of died off, right? Huh? Like the San Fernando Valley scene kind of died off, like before Minute Hour. Well, pre Minute Hour, I think when the Cobalt closed down, yeah, that's when kind of like. Like we no didn't one. really see as much stuff going on. And then White Oak happened. And I feel like White Oak kind of started kind of bringing it back a little bit. Yeah. But honestly, I don't really think there was much going on in the Valley in between that. But um, the Cobalt was crazy. So, um, what was the Cobalt? So it's pretty funny. Um, I don't know if you ever met Caesar. He's like a dude that me and Aldo have known forever. He's like like a writer. He's one of our best friends. Um. He's, I'm sure if you've seen him, you've recognized him. He's at every. He was at every show. He's living in Atlanta right now. Oh, okay. I think he's moving back. But is he bald? Um, no, he has some hair. Okay, I think someone else. Um, gonna, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, back in the MySpace days, he hit me up on MySpace and he was like, "Hey," because he was already going to the Cobalt. I never even knew what the Cobalt was before this, but he was going there for a while. And he hit me up on MySpace and he goes, "Hey, I'm throwing this show at the Cobalt." would your band want to play? It's with Hoods. And I was like, I didn't even know who Hoods was, but I was like, yeah, I'm down. Fuck it. Yeah. And then, um, he was like, Hey, you want to hang out sometime? And I was like, all right. I had no idea who this dude was. And yeah. I, back then I, I had gotten my first job at this like little shitty pet store. Yeah. And this fool and this other guy, Oscar just rolled up and scooped me up. I had never met them before. That's hard. And then um, I went to go eat with them at Panda Express, I remember. And then they just, like, kind of told me about the Cobalt, what it was about, the and show that they were booking. They they started, like, booking shows at the Cobalt? Like, it was them? Well, there were shows going on for way before that. Oh, yeah, but okay. they were, that was, like, their first show they booked. And yeah. that was my kind of introduction to the Cobalt. Yeah. 
because um and then I played this show and then it was like hoods I can't remember who else played but it was a really long time ago yeah but um I was like damn this is crazy and that was my first like time for like a real hardcore show real hardcore show seemed like like people pitting and like getting fucked up the cobalt was really violent at the time Mm. like people would go there and get fucked up like there was fights all the time and it was like kind of dangerous man and uh what was it called, like a bar? or, or No, like, it was like just this little, way, like, it was called venue? Cafe, but oh. I don't I never saw them serve coffee there, but. So um, what was it like? It was just a venue. Oh, okay. So in daytime, it wasn't anything else? No. It was just that? It was just that. I mean, I don't know if they ever sold, I mean, I know they sold like water and like snacks and stuff, but. <laughs> they said it's a coffee shop, but they were sold coffee. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they would have like, not just hardcore shows, yeah. they would have like open mics and like, I think they would have like comedy shows. Like, I think anyone could book a show there. Mm. but um yeah it was crazy and i i just after that i started going there like every chance i got and there were so many shows there and um i played a lot of shows there at what twice as hard and then we kind of just like broke up i don't what know what happened break? not just fizzled out or yeah i just like got new homies like i met aldo how'd you meet aldo so i was in high school and um because you aldo and fausto look like you guys look alike you guys look alike so I, I, yeah. a lot of people say that they don't i was like i don't know you guys look like you, i thought you guys were siblings like actual I, blood so uh, i don't see it yeah. but that's crazy yeah but um i was in ninth grade when i met aldo yeah that was my first day of high school and in homeroom class there was this chick and she was wearing um i forgot what shirt she was wearing but it was like some like punk band that i knew of Mm. And I didn't know anybody else, so I just sat next to her. I was like, ah, oh, she looks like she'll be cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, we just started talking, and then she was like, we kind of got to know each other over, like, the next few weeks of ninth grade. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, you and my boyfriend would get along super well. Like, you guys are into a lot of the same shit. And um, one day she invited me over to her house because she was having people over. And um, that's where I met Aldo and, um, like, some of my other homies that I grew up with. That all went to um, another high school called Kennedy, which was like probably like five miles away from where I went because I went to San Fernando. And um, we just hit it off, man. And it was cool. We ended up becoming homies. And like I started inviting them some of my twice as hard shows because um, there were some older dudes who had played in my band who knew some older dudes that were kind of like homies with some of all, all those friends, little bro. There were all those, like all those, some of all those friends, mm. their little brothers. Their older brothers were friends with the older dudes that were in my band. Okay, okay. So, I don't know. It was kind of crazy. Like, we all just, like, intertwined. Yeah. And we never really knew it. And then I started inviting them to my shows. And we started playing. At, that was the time we started playing at the Cobalt. Mm. So, then Aldo and all those dudes started going to the Cobalt more. And then they met, like, Caesar and, like, that side of my friends. Yeah. And I don't know. We just all kind of came in this big group. And we'd like, always be, like... 50 at every show, like 50 people, like 40 people. Yeah. It was crazy. We would roll deep. One big family. Yeah, I was sick. And then, uh, how'd you join Minority Unit? Minority Unit? Um, or is there any, is, how do you enjoy Minority Unit? Fuck, I don't even remember. When, I don't even remember when Minority Unit started. 2011, 2010? This was like, what year? 2022? This is 12 years ago, and you're 32. So they were 20. Yeah. So what happened between ninth grade and we were turned 20? Um, kept on going to shows. I yeah. kept on going to shows. Um, we were always going to like Chain Reaction. That's when we started driving and shit. Mm. So we drive to Chain Reaction like anytime there was a show. Um, I went to the showcase a few times before it closed, which was cool. Um, yeah, we were just going to any show we could in the Valley and um, Ventura. There was um the Alpine, which Sound and Fury used to be hosted out in the beginning. Mm. So we would drive to like Santa Barbara and Ventura a lot for shows out that way. Um, me and Aldo just started, we started this band called Fuck Off at the time. Mm. We, we didn't know how to play any instruments uh. and we were like, we just wanted, knew we wanted to be in a band. So we started playing in this band Fuck Off, which essentially kind of turned into human garbage, like 10 years later or whatever. Mm. Um, but I did that. And then I played in this other band in Nerd, which got pretty big in the Valley. We played a lot of shows, but we never really like did much. What was it at the time? That was the band I was kind of like Righteous Jam style. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I played bass in that band. And uh, I actually played with um, Sean, who plays an entry. Mm, okay. He was in that band. Got, the dude with the long, long hair? The dude with the long uh, hair. And then uh, and you graduated high school? Or you, or you didn't graduate? I got kicked out of high school. For what? For just being a 
doing a bunch of stupid shit. I was just a bad kid in high school, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think that time I kind of started rebelling. Not rebelling, but I was just hanging out with a bunch of like bad influence. The people I grew up with, which were like fucking oh. gangsters and like people that were like into bad shit. Yeah. Not that I was doing a bunch of bad stuff, but I was just guilty by association, I guess. Mm. I, I just wanted to visit school and hang out with them. Was, so, your, was your mom disappointed? She's like your mother. Kind of, but at that time, she was working a lot, mm. and I was just kind of like In your own doing world. my own stuff. Yeah. But at that time, I kind of realized that I didn't want to like do drugs or drink. So I think she felt more comfortable with me doing whatever I wanted because... She yeah. knew that I wasn't out there, like, getting yeah. high, you know? Yeah. So I think she was like, hey, as long as you're not getting high, like, yeah. Yeah. whatever, you yeah, know? Like Obviously, like, she would want me to check up, check in and stuff, but yeah. I was kind of doing whatever. But I, I think she was bummed because, like, obviously I didn't graduate on stage or anything like that. But I got kicked out and I got sent to this um, continuation type school. Yeah. And you graduated there? I ended up getting kicked out of there. Damn. How, how do you have the job? How do you, how are you working right now? So I ended up getting my like, uh, uh, what is it called? Um, no, it's the other thing, high set or whatever. Oh, I didn't. I never even heard of that one. Yeah, it's like an exit exam type thing where you just like take this test and like fuck it. There's your last chance. Yeah. Just, just and then, dang. all right. So you, and then you graduate high school. What do you do? I mean, what not graduate, but like you end up finishing the test. Um, what what do you work after? Um, I kept working at the pet store until I was like 19, mm. and that's when like Faso and Aldo. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This guy Joseph and my friend Will, they all worked at Trader Joe's. Like, damn, Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah, dang. it was crazy, man. And then they ended up getting me a job at another Trader Joe's. And minute hour Trader Joe's collab. I've been there forever, man. It's <laughs> crazy. I've been there like probably like going on 13 years. Damn, Trader Joe's fed the fucking hardcore valley. Fed the homies, man. <laughs> like, dude, honestly, like. Straight up, I lo- I'm a red or die for Trader Joe's. Like that company has done so much for me. Really, like how? Just like. Gave me a steady fucking job, man. Really? Like, I was able to do shows. I was able to play shows and go on, like, whatever tours I went. Mm. Like, no problem. They were always super flexible. Um, How come now you decided to, like, like, fuck, I'm done? Are you just tired of bands? Are you trying to play music or you're not as thrilled? Not that I'm tired of bands, but I don't know, man. I kind of have that mentality where, like, like, my family never really had anything. We never owned a home, stuff like that. And at this point in my life, I, I really, like, have goals that I want to own a house one day. Yeah, and you're like, an adult now. I don't know. I want to do adult shit, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. obviously, I still love playing in bands, and I wish I could more. But unfortunately, like, my job now, I'm a manager of Trader Joe's. You so I don't really have no control more. over my days off, which kind of sucks. So sometimes, like... Wait, who makes your schedule then? So well, you made your own schedule. Nice, fine. No, no, no. I don't, I don't make the schedule, uh, which is kind of crazy, but... Um, so I'm working a lot. I work like close to 50 hours a week Damn. and I haven't worked. I've been working weekends for almost like the last two years. Wow. So you, you have a girlfriend now, right? I have a girlfriend. You're happy. I have a puppy. You're in love. We live together. Let's, it's sick. Let's go. She's cool. I mean, she's busy too. She has a full-time job. So, I mean, obviously like me and her don't get to see each other that much because I work weekends and she's off weekends. Mm. So it's cool. I mean, I try to spend as much time as I can. And, um, is a Goosey Jr. coming or what? Shit, man. I don't know. Ask her. <laughs> you want to go to Maybe she's listening. To this. Just like send her the link to this. And she's like, <laughs> for and sure. Like, she's like, and it's like, click on minute 34. Be like, hey, Goosey Jr. was where's Goosey. It was literally name, name him Goosey. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, but, um, we're um, to fast forward. Um, me uh, and Aldo ended up starting Sleepwalkers yeah. with, um, Nate. Nay from Sabab or Nay Brody King? Brody. And Brody King. And um, I forget who else was in the band at the time. This was even before Chewy. Mm. And it was cool. We didn't really do a lot. Um, what does Sleepwalker sound like? It was just really fast and it kind of had heavy parts. It was cool. Kinda like Human Garbage? Human Garbage? Nah, it was a little bit different than Human Garbage. Like it, was, it was a little bit heavier. Mm. It was honestly pretty cool. It was fun. I had a lot of fun times in that band. Um the band didn't end up working out with Nate, and uh, he ended up doing his own thing and later starting God's Hate. Yeah. And I ended up moving to vocals and Sleepwalkers. Wait, wait you moved to where? To vocals. Oh, okay. So I sang on it, and we ended up putting out a, a record with 6131. Yeah. And um, it was fun. We didn't do a whole lot. We ended up, like, doing a couple small tours, and we played a bunch of, like, local shows. Um, this is before Minority Unit. This is before Minority Unit. Mm. So getting there... I'm doing sleepwalkers and then um, I'm at this show at the cabin. I think it was in like either Gardena or Garden Grove. I can't remember. Mm. One of the something with the G. 
And um, they would do a bunch of sick shows there. And then, uh, so I had always seen Carlos and Walter at shows for a long time. I don't think we were ever like super cool, but we would always say what's up, things like that. And then I guess they had been talking about starting this band. And then uh, Walter just kind of came up to me in the show and he was like, hey, are you Mexican? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, are you straight edge? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you want to join this band? We're going to get like, like 10 members and it's going to be a bunch of singers and this and that. And I'm like, sick, that sounds cool. And then um, I never really thought it was going to happen. But um, one day we ended up recording this demo at Taylor Young's house. And um, Walter wrote all the songs and we all showed up. They recorded the music. And then um, we literally wrote the, the lyrics to the, some of the songs and Walter's I think he had an Explorer, Ford Explorer at the time. And there was like 10 of us packed in that shit. And we were writing the lyrics to like the majority of the songs. Like everyone would just say like, hey, what about this? Like, and we put all, we put together the lyrics on the fly. And then um, we ended up recording the demo. And then. How would he tell you guys the music? He would just be like, it sounds like. And like, you guys would be like, all right. Or like, how would he introduce you guys the music? Because you wouldn't be able to send a file. Like, no, he, he recorded him and Carlos. Like recorded and Dorian everything. recorded all the music. Like Walter wrote, I think Walter wrote, Walter and Carlos wrote the songs mm. and then they, they recorded the music and then we all showed up and then we all recorded the vocals and it was crazy, but yeah. we released that shit and then that shit just popped, man. I don't know. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, dude, that, that EP is so fucking sick. Like, I don't think any of us ever thought like that band was going to be what it was. Like we thought it was probably going to be cool, but we didn't think it was going to be that big. Like that's crazy. It yeah. was just like some... Like, just homie shit, you know? I mean, I can imagine an idea like that not being big. They got 10 brown fools, like, matching hoodie, kind of like... What do you think? What, what, like, you know, bands like SSD or, like, very militant, hardcore, but not like... You know, like, not, like, tough guy shit. But, like, you actually see the visual representation of that? Does that make sense? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just talk or songs or an ideology. It's like... No, it's like literally 10 brown fools on stage. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Holy shit! You only want like the same hoodie. Like that's that's hard. Yeah, was, and this, and this, the hoodie shit didn't come later. Oh, okay. Didn't well, come until a little like, bit later. But still, you see ten brown fools on stage. You're like, what the fuck is wait? I thought I thought honestly, I thought people were gonna be like, damn, this shit's fucking goofy as hell. You know <laughs> what I mean? But I mean, it was fun. That's, I did. To I'm me, not. it was more fun to just like kick it with everyone because obviously a lot of us live far from each other. Yeah. So it was just kind of fun to like get together with the homies and like. I mean, minority show. Minority, minority unit reunion. I don't know. I mean, that'd be like high school reunion. <laughs> <I don't laughs> like, like, uh, it'd be like Ameri- American Pie. The, the was it? You know, talking about the, the last one they did. Yeah, they were like they all come reunited. Like, holy shit! Like they all look different. But, like it's like now minority unit. Like twenty years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what could happen, man? I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. But you heard it here first. <laughs> Exclusive, like fun, uh, minority uh, minority unit reunion. It would but, definitely be fun times. Yeah, but then you started Nomads with, so, with Mexi. Nomads came a little bit after um, Sleepwalkers. Mm. Or no, it was, I think, it, no, it was during Sleepwalkers because we did, like, some tours together. Mm. Um, it was, like, that little, like, era with Helena Cell and... Uh, this was even before that. Before. Nomads yeah. been around that long? We played, we, we were around for a long time. Like, I, I can't even yeah. tell you what year we started. But um, it was crazy because, so Mexi lived um, with Corey Williams from Internal Affairs in this like guest house behind in behind Luisa's grandma's house. Damn, she had like right. a little like apartment back there. And Luis lived there or Luis? Yeah, Luis lived there at the time. Yeah. And uh Corey Williams was moving to Arizona mm. and I didn't really I knew Luis, like I'd always seen Luis around. I never met Maxi before. And um This is before the tattoos on the face. Before the Mexican know today. No, he still had it. Yeah, he still. Because he had moved from Seattle, so he had the Seattle. I think uh, I don't. I don't remember what other tattoos he had, but I never really like got to know him. Yeah. And then um, he was looking for a roommate, and I don't know. I, I think on Twitter, I was just like, "Hey, I'm kind of down." And then um, Luis was like, "Yeah, move in, move in." And Maxi hit me up, and he's like, "Yeah, move in." And I didn't really have like I was living on the couch at the time, and my, and like a. Uh, at that time, we had, my family had moved back to like a two-bedroom apartment mm. with my sisters, and my sister had a kid and my mom. So I was just sleeping on the couch, and I just kind of wanted to get out. So I was like, yeah, I'm down. I so out. I ended up moving in to Luisa's grandma's house with Mexi and Luis in the back. Yeah, how was that? It was, was sick. That was fucking chaotic. It was cool. I, was, I mean, I was, I was pretty young at the time. I think I was like 
Probably like 20, maybe. maybe. You know, all those leaks. Luis is like three years older than you, right? Yeah. At the time, that's like fucking, oh shit, this is like all that. And you're like, you know what I mean? Like, because when you're in your 20s, like, someone, you're like 21, someone's like 24. It's like, oh my God. You're yeah, so and it was cool. I mean, yeah. like, Luis had been someone in the scene I'd always seen, and I was yeah. even though he wasn't that much older than me, he always kind of like was like, like, damn, that fool's tight, you know? Yeah. Like, he's cool. Like, he was always a down to earth ass fool, and yeah. Maxi was cool too. I mean, I didn't really know him, but. I knew about Furious Style, so I knew about him. Yeah. So I was like this little kid, and I was like, damn, this is tired. I'm leaving with these fools. Yeah. So it was fun, man. I mean. How long did you live with them? I think it was like a year and a half, maybe two years. Mm. And then um, Mexi ended up moving back to San Diego. Really? Oh. So then um, I ended up moving back out. But at that time, Mexi had always been talking about starting a band. And um. I was his roommate, so he was just like, hey, you want to start this band? And I was like, fuck it. So I think it was me, Mexi, Edgar from Piece by Piece, and Aldo. We had a couple different drummers, and then we just started jamming. Was Your first show was like in Hollywood, right? Or like with Death March or something like that? No. That wasn't your first show? I think our first show was at Aladdin no. Juniors. No, okay, I'm, thinking, I'm probably thinking think of your EP release. I yeah, our first show, I think, I want to say it was Aladdin Juniors, like early Aladdin Juniors. Oh, hold on, when was it? What year was this? Fuck, I don't know. Let me see. I don't know when we dropped the demo, man. The, oh, the, wait, do you guys have a demo? Or, because I think on Spotify is only the split and then the, the, the logo on the white, on the plain white, on the, the, the EP, and then they have the record. Love it or leave it. You guys had a I'm demo? I'm pretty sure there was a demo. Really? I didn't know that. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just know what's on Spotify. Yeah. So we started the band, and um, I think our first show was at Aladdin Juniors, and we played a lot. We played a lot of shows. It was fun. I mean, they want to, like, yeah. I, we had a couple different members. We had we went through a bunch of drummers. Yes, yeah, she has had a fuck ton of members. Yeah. Wait, wait when did you leave Nomad? When, so, when did you leave? 2016. Oh, all right. So 2015, I um. You didn't play that show with Nels, right? I didn't. So that's around the time when I stopped playing with Nomads. Yeah, that's the first time I, I saw Nomads. Yeah, so pretty much, I don't know, I was just like kind of bored at work. I was working at Trader Joe's still, and I decided, I was like, I had this homie who um, left to fight forest fires in Oregon. And he was going, and I was like, you know what, I want to do that shit. Oh. So I, I literally quit my job. To become a firefighter? Put, I put my two weeks notice in at Trader Joe's. I moved to Oregon. I put all my shit in a duffel bag. Took a train up there. And I just randomly joined this, like, fire academy. And, and did you um, finish? I finished. It was, like, for um, the Forest Service. So it's a little bit different than, like, the city firefighters uh-huh. that go through that whole, like, crazy-ass, like, school and all that stuff. Uh-huh. It was a little bit easier. It was, like, a, like a two-week, like, training or whatever. Yeah. But I did that. And then um, I ended up staying there the whole summer and fighting fires. <laughs> so I came back after my season was over because it was just seasonal. It was, like, we got laid off and, like... Um, you guys got paid? Yeah, to learn. we got paid. To learn. Well, we would actually go fight forest fires in like Washington, Idaho, oh, okay, okay. like the Northwest pretty much. Yeah. I think we came to California a couple times. Um, but it was, fu- it was fun, man. And um, our season ended. Obviously in winter, there's no really like forest fires popping. Yeah. Except in like SoCal. Yeah. But I ended up moving back and I got my job back at Trader Joe's for like six months. Except you back? Yeah. yeah. And then I ended up deciding I was going to keep going back up there. And at that time, like, I think that's when we recorded, like, the last record. Mm. And I uh, love it or leave it? Yeah. And um, You were on their record? No. Oh, yeah, okay. So then they started playing with, like, Mike. Yeah. And um, Mark was already in the band, so they started playing shows without me yeah. while I was gone. And then, I don't know, it just kind of made sense for me to, like, not be in the band anymore because... Did you see that picture of, the, of me on the carton of milk? Oh no! So there's these there's these pictures out, and um, they would literally take every band picture with a carton of milk, and it had a picture of me on it, and it said missing. Oh, uh, oh shit! Damn! Wait, did they print it on there, or is it like? I think it's on like one of the records or like one of the promo pictures. Is it photoshopped or? No, it's like photoshopped. Oh, okay. But it's on this picture of milk. I don't know if it's photoshopped or they actually printed it out. If if I can find it, send it to me. Send it to me. I need that. It's super funny. They don't post that. It's super funny. But they would always like post, they would always post pictures with that because obviously I was gone. Yeah. But I don't know. I I ended up doing that for a couple of years. So 
obviously it didn't make sense for me to like be in the band because I was just like holding them back or like they wanted to play shows and they would have to plan shit around when you're I was going to be home. They're saving people on forest. They're saving the animals. Not really. I was just making money and like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was fucking cool at the time. Like it was dangerous and it was, it was a something, rush. Something new. It was a rush, you yeah. know, and it was fun. It was, yeah. it was like really um, hard work. Probably like some of the hardest shit I've ever done in my life. Like, mm. Digging and fucking holes in the dirt all day with like 80 pounds on your back, like possibly being able to die. I don't know. Something about it was just kind of a rush and I liked it. Mm. And it was different from what I was doing before. Yeah. So that's actually kind of how Sleepwalkers ended. Because I ended up bailing on a tour that we were supposed to do to go fight fires. Was Aldo Mede? No, he got it, but... I'm sure the band could have done a lot more if I wouldn't have stopped. Yeah. But I don't know. At that time in my life, I was like kind of bouncing around. I was living on my homie's couch at the time and I was just like, didn't want to be home. So it was kind of a way for me to escape and just kind of like and, uh, and leave uh, for six months and not live on the couch, you know? Yeah. And now you're in human garbage. Yeah. So you're part of the army. Yeah. So human garbage started. Aldo and Yogi started it with um, another homie, Daniel. I don't know that. Daniel is um, Alyssa, who owns Midnight Hour's little brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. So we had known him since he was a little-ass kid, and he's a really good guitar player. He was in grave school, no? He was in grave school. Yeah. Yeah, so they started... You're in grave school, right? I was in grave school. For a little bit? No, the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah, Wait, I played When did grave school ended? Uh, yeah. Well, Aldo ended up doing some time. Oh, okay. So Just he, that? He ended up leaving, and um, I think we played, like... So when Culture Abuse dropped Baydream, uh, we played two of their record release shows. Oh. One at um, the Echo and then one in Oakland. Mm. So we played those with Yogi on drums. Mm. And then, I don't know, we didn't really want to do much without Aldo Gunn because he was always, uh, yeah. he, he was probably like the dad of the band, you know, he would always like plan shit and like, yeah. it just felt weird, you know. And when he came back, you guys didn't want to do it? We did do stuff. We I think we played a few shows when he came back and we practiced. But um, I don't know. We kind of like just kind of didn't see eye to eye with Daniel anymore. Me and Aldo oh, okay. and some other shit. But okay, okay. we still love him, you know. But the band just kind of ended from there. Mm. Okay. And, uh, well, yeah. And now you got, you got a puppy. You got a, you got a, you got a girlfriend. Cozy Jr. is on the way. You're in nah. the part of the human, human, garbage, <laughs> human Garbage Army. Yeah, but ride or die, man. I mean, yeah. it just made sense that I played in Human Garbage because me and Aldo were in like every band together. Yeah. He's my fucking rider, you know? Yeah, we're yeah. homies. Yeah. The, he's like pretty much my brother. Yeah. So it made sense, man. And Human Garbage is fun. It's I also like it because it's not a lot of responsibility. Yeah. We have like 10 members and if someone can't play a show, someone else can. Yeah. So I feel less obligated that I have to like Stress out about taking time off work and moving my schedule around all the time. We're not playing like every weekend. Yeah. It keeps it fun, you know? Yeah. And Human Garbage is like one of my favorite bands because it's, it's fun. It's a fun but aggressive. Yeah, man. And that's my favorite part about being involved in hardcore is yeah. just having fun, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't want... That's what's supposed to be. I don't want a band to feel like a job, which yeah. is it's cool because some people do make a job out of it and they make a living out of it, but... I don't know, man. I, I like, I can't see myself like touring a lot and sleeping on floors and, you know, shit like that. Yeah. So it's fun, man. I love it. I love the band and I love everyone in it. For me, it's more of just like a hangout mm. than anything, you know? Yeah. And now, uh, any, any, any last work? Shit, man. I don't know, man. I just. Any fuck you, love or anything? Before, we're going to do this or that before we Shout out to, um, Shout out to Midnight Hour. Shout out to Midnight Hour. Shout out to Sergio and Alyssa for letting us do this here. Yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to Aldo and Caesar. Shout out to Aldo. Luis and Mexi. Yeah. Um, shout, big shout out to Luis. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah. Shout out to um, In and Out, San Fernando, Laurel Canyon. Yeah. That's the fucking spot right there. Yeah. Shout out to. That's it, right? Shout out to my puppy. Shout, shout out to my mom. Shout out to your puppy. Shout What's out to my dad. Name? Rest in peace. What's your puppy's I love name? Love you. Her name's Maggie. There you go. Shout out to Maggie. She's a husky. She's, she's sick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I want to do this or that. We're going to wrap it up. Hell yeah, man. You know what this or that is? No, what's that? When I, you, I don't know, like, I don't know, discharge or 
I don't know, like this or that. You know what I mean? Like uh, I don't right. know, Burger King or McDonald's. Run it. All right, ready? Taco Bell or McDonald's? Woo! Damn, that's a hard one, man. I fuck with Big Macs and I fuck with McDoubles, but I also fuck with Crunchwrap. I'll probably say Taco Bell. All right, Taco Bell. Uh, Coke or Fanta? Woo! Fanta? I like Diet Coke. That's the only soda I drink. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Call this life or Haybreed? Haybreed. Slayer or Obituary? Slayer. Death or Terror? Terror for sure, but I, fuck, I love Death Threat. Yeah, Death Threat's sick. Metallica or Slayer? Damn. Probably Slayer. Slayer. Walmart or Target? I shop at Target more, but Walmart's sick, but I'll say Target. Danny's or IHOP? Ooh. Probably Danny's. Danny's? Trying to, trying, to, uh, trying to think of a good music one. Uh, Zabal or Down Pressure? Damn, that's a tough one too. I'll say Down Pressure. Motorhead or Discharge? Probably Discharge. The charge, and I think that's where we're gonna wrap it up. Sick, yeah, because I couldn't think of. I don't know why. I don't know my brain so fried. Oh, you're all good, man. All right, but I appreciate you for joining. Yeah, hell yeah, brother. Good talking to you. Yeah, thank you, thank everybody for listening.